Welcome to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. The crossroads where culture, lifestyle, and community meet. All hosted by the legendary New York radio TV personality and proud Harlem American, G. Keith Alexander. Well, thank you so very, very much. Hello there. Welcome to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. Wherever you are, I appreciate you for joining our neighborhood as we hang out together in Harlem America. Now today in the What's Hot Spotlight is the legendary original sister trio, the Ladies of Sky. Now the Ladies of Sky, Denise, Dolores, and Bonnie are the original female vocalists of the hit R&B funk band Sky with a musical career that spans more than 40 years. The sisters are more vibrant than ever, continuing the legacy of Sky's music and delighting national and international audiences with their dynamic and engaging live performances. Ladies of Sky, welcome and thank you for coming to Harlem America. Guys. Oh, thank you, thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you today. <laughs> well, it's oh, certainly, we're ecstatic. <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly my pleasure, I'm telling you. I've been waiting for this for a long time. And finally, we were able to work out uh, the, the dates and everything. And it's so good to see you. So my, my first question is, how have you been holding up during this pandemic? Woo, well, I think we've been holding up relatively well. Um, thank heavens for the sisterhood, uh, because we've got this built-in support system uh, to uh, not be, uh, a lot of people I think were affected by uh, isolation yes. and loneliness and just the inability to, you know, have, have human contact. And we've very fortunate that because we keep everything so close and we've been able to interact constantly with one another and with our family, we actually had a round of COVID. COVID. Really? Yes. And it was it was so crazy because it was a weekend my daughter was going to have us all up at her house in Pennsylvania yeah. for a family barbecue. I mean, for just a family dinner. And we all looked at each other and said, you can't go. That's the end of that. Well, you know, it's interesting. It's the asymptomatic people you have to concern yourself with. So I had, <laughs> I, I had one person, you know, that was going, one of my young men was going back and forth to work and we figured out that's how we wound up getting it because he was asymptomatic the whole time. But thank God we did, we transcended that. Um, no serious health, you know, issues for any of us. We're, we're pretty much over it. And We've all been vaccinated. Yeah. So <laughs> we are vaccinated. We've all been fully vaccinated. So, you know, we've we've held up pretty well. Professionally, uh, we've just kept ourselves busy yeah. uh doing new music and you know doing some fun stuff. So and actually we kind of miss, you know, uh performing. You know, COVID took away, you know, any and all of the shows that we had, you know, they had lined up uh for Ladies of Sky. So that was a little disheartening. But we know. did do one. But you did? You do an outside concert um, in one. <laughs> but I mean, it was still, it was sort of like in, in August. So it was like toward the, toward the mid part of 2020, you know, after we got like 
shut down. And we did get a chance to do at least one live performance, which was really pretty nice because they did protocols. They took everybody's temperature. They made sure that, you know, people were distanced, you know, had their chairs distanced apart. And it was, it was, at least we got to do one. Some people haven't gotten a chance to do any at all. Well, let me ask you this, you know, because you've spent so many years traveling and on the road, uh, spending this much time at home, did you discover any new things about yourself or any hobbies or or anything that uh, you wanted to do but never got a chance to do? I Listen, the thing that I need to do is walk. (laughs) (laughs) What I've discovered is that there are a lot of things that just came naturally, like going back and forth on a, you know, on a day-to-day basis mm-hmm. and now being, being basically shut in, um, I, I didn't do anything different other than, other than discovering that we actually know how to write music. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were, we've been performers of course, um, but we haven't had a whole lot of writing experience. And that's one of the things, Bonnie, that we've had a chance to We had a chance explore, to, right? to, to do that. I mean, years ago, Denise and I, wrote um, a solo, one of our albums, but as she said, during this time, we really, our musical writing talent has come back into play. I know I found out that I could be a assistant teacher. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Because my granddaughters, I have two granddaughters, 12 and 14, and you know, the remote learning so I found out that I knew a whole lot about the Civil War <laughs> <laughs> that I didn't know, that I never even cared about. <laughs> and so I found that that was, and I have to applaud the parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, caregivers that are sitting home with these kids. You know, I give kudos to the teachers without a doubt, but sometimes they forget about those who are home each and every day with these children. And now they have to go back to school as well to help these kids do this remote learning. So I found out that, you know, I cleaned the cobwebs out and uh, decided now I got to be an assistant teacher. So that was one of the things that really was new, you know, to me that, that now I have to get back on the ball with that. And how about you, Dolores? Well, I found out that retirement is a wonderful thing. <laughs> it get, and well, I was working from home too, and then they decided, my firm decided in August that they didn't need as many um, attorney support assistants that they needed before. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. day jobs, by the way. Right. People, and people so, may not be aware, exactly. you know, that, that we've, uh, we have our music career, and, yeah, and then we have the career that makes sure that the lights are on and exactly. things are paid. So we have And so care. they gave us, they offered um, a, each, of the new, uh, each of the United States offices a voluntary separation package. So mm-hmm. our friends and I got together, all of us who were retirement age, and we said, what y'all gonna do? And we sat and we thought about it and I said, okay, works for me because I was gonna do it next this year anyway. Uh-huh. What's coming down the pike? They're gonna start laying people off and then this package goes out the window. So we said, let's take this money and run. <laughs> so I decided that being retired is even good because I'm doing more stuff in my apartment. I'm getting things done, I'm putting shelves up, I'm putting you know backsplashes up. I'm just making my space a little more cozy for me. Well, that's great. So I tell you what, let's take the Wayback Machine and let's go, let, let's go back to Brooklyn when the Dunning sisters were learning how to sing. Well, uh, 
Talk to us about that. How, what was that like? Oh my goodness. So we've, since we were little girls, um, there was always music in our house. Our mom and dad loved every, you know, we had albums and daddy, daddy and mommy were into the stereo system. And we had music in the house all the time. Arthur Prysock, Ella Fitzgerald. We listened to that, you know, since we were little kids Uh, and we always sang in the house. So um, we were very fortunate that in school we had very rich music programs, mm-hmm. and um, in particular at our high school, FDR yes. High School, uh, they had an excellent, excellent choral program. They actually at that time prepared you for something called All City, which was a huge chorus that used to exist back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so we loved to sing. We always sang in the house. We in sang front of the mirror. mirror. In front of the mirror. <laughs> Just Driving our mother crazy. In, sang at yeah, weddings. Yeah, sang weddings. At yeah, weddings. we were influenced so much by you know, the artists of the 60s and the 70s. Um, we decided we would form us a little group. A little group. And uh, we were the Sounds of Soul first. Yeah. Right? right. And it was, there was four of us. There was four. You know, at first it was three of you. Because right. I didn't sing with them at first. Oh, really? Denise, um, Dolores, and okay. our uh, a very good friend of ours named Deborah. I was a clarinet player. <laughs> really? And uh, went to a talent show and saw the three of them singing. And I said, oh, you know, that is what I want to do. And so I came into the high school after we all had the same teacher. And, you know, the rest was history. Then the four, then it was four of us. I and see. We were we were very fortunate again to have that uh, that musical training. Yes. You know, in high school we learned how to sing properly, and I I attribute that to the reason why our voices are still pretty good to this day because we learned early on, you know, how to, how sing. to sing properly. But Brooklyn was just such a, a rich mix of everything, uh, everything, fun, and farm Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were just fortunate that we came out of that melting pot of music, you know, and that we sang with little different bands or what have yeah. you. And, and our mom and dad did it encourage that singing. They weren't going to let us go off nowhere, but yeah, yeah. they did encourage our uh, artistic ability. Well, well, for those who may be listening, and we have folks listening uh, all across the country as well as internationally, who may not be as familiar with you as they should be, or maybe aren't old enough, uh, your unique stage presence and tight harmonies combine the influences from the male and female groups that you listened to in the 60s and 70s, like you said, uh, Denise, and your fashion style came from some of them, and as well as your, your dance moves. Can you talk to me about uh, who some of the uh, influences were? Oh, my goodness. Unific, Unific, Delphonics, Raymond and Brown, Temptations, uh, uh, main, ingredient, main Ingredient, yeah, Dramatics, <laughs> Enchantment. Yes, yes, yes. We can go on and on with the you know, we loved our female groups, but it was just something about the male groups, the dancing, the choreography, yeah. the harmonies. And because of the way we were taught, you know, we were taught to sing in harmony. And then we liked that, you know, watching 
Ed Sullivan, Ted Mac original, yeah. Hour. Now that's taking them way back, buddy. Going way back. <laughs> that's the way back machine. Yeah, because when, oh, yeah. when you watch people who performed on those shows, I think, so we learned about stage presence wow. without even realizing exactly. that it was an aspect of, of you know, of performing. Because mm-hmm. um, when you watch, even going back to Patty Maxine and Laverne, the yes. McGuire sisters, you know, the watching sisters, all of those people, the Lennon sisters. The stylization of how they, how they, how they dress, dress, you know, making and sure how they, they look, you know, to your audience and how they entertain, even right. with, uh, you know, like with facial expressions and how they all move together, together yeah. which made it so much smoother for us to, to fall into space. And they weren't, I mean, the the girl groups were, were nice. Matt, you know, Martha and the Vandellas and, you know, the Supreme 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 Supreme. Supreme. You know, they were cute, you yeah, know. The male but the male groups were so. Yes. Right. They were stylish. They were suave. And it just like, you could be mesmerized just by watching, watching everybody's that. feet and watching the hand movements. It was, it so, was, you, so you're talking like groups like the Temptations and the Four Tops. and yes. Absolutely. Incredible. Yes, yes, those groups were, I think, Smoking most influential, yeah. influential to us. Yes. And that's the, the things we tried to emulate. So all of our shows, as soon as we would learn a song or as soon as we knew what our song set was mm-hmm. in Sky, then we would immediately get to work, you know, creating choreography. choreography. And, and the early days, you know, the three of us would be the ones who would come up with the, as we call them, steps. <laughs> we would call the choreography. It wasn't choreography back steps. then. It was what steps are we going to do with this song? Um, and then later on, of course, we started we were getting some fortunate to get some really great choreographers, choreographers um, when we started going to Alvin Ailey and uh, we and were T. able Ross. to, you know, pull. Yeah, we had T. Ross. We had uh, Douglas, Douglas was Ranger, yeah. who choreographed a sort of romance. Uh, so, but we were prepared for them. You know, when they came on the set, it was just we're like, okay, ready. what moves we want to do? We, then we started learn what they were called. You know, right. we, we didn't know what they were called. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Turn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <This step. laughs> Incredible. So, so, so you did some some dance training at Alvin Ailey. Yes, yes, we were at um, Alvin Ailey for almost two years. For almost actually. two years, actually. Um, just prior to the Columbia tour, I believe it was, um, because that tour we needed to be prepared oh, yeah. for thirteen month tour with Cool in the Gang. Um, but yes, we uh, Solomon. You know, I love Solomon Roberts, as you know, was the head of Sky. Right. Right. He wanted to always take things to the help us take things to the next level. And so um, when we started doing the Alvin Ailey, not only did it train us in terms of stamina, because we would take a body conditioning class, um, but we were doing jazz class and uh, modern and modern. Right, right. right. We didn't do the ballet part, no. And we did that. We did Pilates and the Pilates. Yeah. 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 So it kept us really in great shape and much more, uh, you know, the stamina was built up as a result so we could go out there and, you know, get an hour, hour and a half show. Because if your dance moving like that, you've got to be prepared. Yes. Got to be prepared. you got to be prepared. Well, you know, um, do, do you remember a Sherelle Mesh at Alvin Ailey? She was one of the principal dancers. Sherelle no, Mesh. No, you know what? It's interesting. We didn't really meet a lot of the dancers, dancers because we were in classes, you know. Ah, okay. 
necessarily interact with them. But I'll tell you, we were the crack ups in the classes because most of the young people, they were young. Well, most of the young people in the, yeah, we were older than them. But most of the young people in the classes were preparing themselves to move into the alley or into other dance troops. We were just there simply to, you know, build up what we would, you know, what we were doing for our music. So we were, we were not as poised and, you know, quite as serious about it as they were. And to the delight of our uh, our teachers, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Because yeah. so Wendy Amos, they would they would crack up at us oh, yeah. and we're like, I cannot do that. <laughs> that is a Pilates no, I cannot bend over here. Yeah. But T Ross used to do like what they called across the floor at the end of the class. So she would have, you know, like a pair of people, you yeah. know, going across the floor yeah. to do the steps. You were the only one that could do it, as I recall. Dolores has a dance background. But then she <laughs> had to show the three of us go together. Because I had to get y'all yeah, out the way. Oh, <laughs> ah, okay. Well, <clears throat> we're um, winding down for this particular segment. We've got uh, about a minute or so left. And uh, I just want to remind everyone that we're, we're sitting here with the lovely ladies of Sky. And uh, we've got another, uh, oh, I guess about another 40 minutes to go. So stick around. And uh, we've got uh, some interesting things to uh, uh, reveal. Like when we come back, I want to talk about how we ended up doing our show together. Uh, And that was the first time that I got a chance to meet you guys. Uh, and we'll talk about that when we come back. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very, very much for tuning in to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander, and we'll be right back with more of the Ladies of Sky. Thank you. Harlem, Harlem, America. Harlem. Harlem is my tech. Where Chase is advancing Black Pathways. Have you ever thought about hosting your own radio podcast to establish fame, fortune, and followers for your small business? People listen to them, they subscribe to them, and they love them. As a small black business owner, doesn't that sound like something you'd like to be a part of? Well, you can when you hire the radio podcast pros at Harlem America Digital Network. Imagine, you'll have a team of creative and technical professionals at your disposal and a one-hour weekly radio podcast to spread the word about your business. Making your business successful with its own media is not for the faint of heart, but it can happen with a Harlem America radio podcast talk show. Get a free consultation by emailing gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com or call D. Daniels at 480-553-5741 today. You're listening to Harlem America, talking to the world from the heart and soul of New York. You're listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. To reach our show live today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Also, you can send an email to gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com. Now, back to the show. Okay, thank you so much, Kevin. That's Kevin Bernay, a wonderful voice talent, and uh, she is... Uh, uh, out in California, a nice act- uh, actress as well. So thank you. Uh, I like her voice. Ooh, it's yes. smooth. Soothing voice. Yeah. <laughs> See? Oh, great. Okay. So I, I chose the right voice then. Great. So <laughs> let's talk about 
I, you know, I got a chance to host my, or be the MC for my first beauty pageant. I've done a couple since then, but this was my first beauty pageant. I got a chance to be like Burt Parks on, on, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> uh, on, on Miss America. So this was the 1973 Miss Black America beauty pageant of New York State. And I was the MC. And on the show, <laughs> On the show. Now, uh, was it the first time you used the name? Uh, no, the, no, let's see. Tell me, talk to me. I think about, we were Sounds of Soul then. Okay, we so you were Sounds of Soul. Soul. Okay, great. Okay. okay, all right. I think see. we had on because my mother made the dresses that we wore. Okay, okay. That's when we had first started singing with Randy Muller, and then Saul was in the background taking pictures all over the place. Yeah, it was. And they didn't think that, I mean, that was our first introduction to Randy Muller. Actually, the musical director, the guy who was getting the, the talent, director. the pageant director, he, uh, we used to babysit for his kids. Ah. Uh, he told Randy, oh, I got these four girls. These girls can really sing. And Randy was like, well, yeah, yeah, okay, let me hear <laughs> and uh, we did, we uh, auditioned with uh, Temptations, Old Man River, and Acapella. Mm. Blew his mind. And, and when we finished singing that yeah. song, there was this silence, <laughs> over, uh, and he said, they can sing. <laughs> 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 can sing. And not only can they sing, <laughs> and uh, right after this, they're going to be the opening act for Brass Destruction. That's what's going to Really? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that is exactly how we met Randy. That's right. Okay, so okay, so I, I saw you guys on the show, but of course, you know, you guys were newbies, so I didn't pay too much attention. Yes. You know, I was at WBLS at the time, yes. and, uh, uh, and and I got a chance to 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 look at your unsung episode, uh, and uh, congratulations on your unsung episode. Thank you. Thank you. And and in the episode, they showed a poster of the event, the entire event. And I was surprised to see my photo right there on your unsung. Yeah, my photo is on the poster in your unsung episode. Look at that. See? You see? So that just shows you how, no. well, come on. We're from the New York music yes. community. Yes. yes. You know what I'm saying? And as you well know, there was so much talent in New York from the, in terms of the radio station, because at that time, BLS was just kicking. Yes. And so you guys were what everyone aspired to be played on that I radio mean, station. Right. And we didn't even have a record yet then no, at that, that moment. Time, right. that but moment. certainly, you know, it, it, it went hand in hand. So I love the fact that we were all, our career started with you and the Mets. Yes. <laughs> you know, and I actually said to Denise, um, there was an event, a party that we had gone to when we were Sky, and there is a picture of us with you. Really? I said, we just did not have the time to find the picture so that we could have showed it to you, but that was, I, I don't remember if it was a grand event or what kind of event, you know, party it was, but all of you guys were there, you, Vaughn Harper, Ken Webb, and so we were taking pictures with each and every one of you. So 
like Denise said, just goes to show that was 1973 that poster came from. So yes. Yeah, 2021. Mm. So look how long. Incredible. Uh, now, Bonnie, you also were getting ready to mention to me right before we started the show that I've interviewed you guys before yes, as well. Yes, And I just can't remember the year, but that is when we were getting interviewed by Vaughn Harper and, and uh, Ken you. Webb. And you, know, and you have always been a great supporter of Sky Music, and you just don't know how much we appreciate that because if it wasn't for um, I iconic radio personalities such as yourself, I don't think we would still we'd be sitting here today. Yes, because oh. you know what we can appreciate that you yes. really validated um, <clears throat> the fact that we we belong in this industry. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. When there's a lot of one hit wonders, you know, people come and go in, in the business, yeah. but um, to have you guys recognize us, and it took a while for us to really, as Sky, believe it or not, to be recognized in the New York whole radio station. Yeah, we really had us down. We had very beginning, we had greater uh, support from uh, uh, what UHR in DC and you know H -U -R. And H -U -R. D -A -S. D -A -S. yeah we, we we broke more down there but but once we, you know once we got got going mm -hmm. and, oh my goodness that meant the world to us hometown girls is right yeah yeah well so well thank you for the, for making that acknowledgement i, I really appreciate oh, definitely, it definitely uh, definitely and uh, i mean uh i'm sure that, you know we, we used to during the 80s we, we were skating to your music call me and 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 and, and all those various wonderful r&b funk groove songs we were roller skating we were dancing in discotheques yeah. i mean you guys were the bomb okay now <laughs> when you look back at the unsung episode and you see yourselves from back then what do you think oh my goodness well first i think how grateful i am to still be here yes. uh to you know to enjoy uh looking back but mm -hmm. i also reminisce about the fun that we had doing yes. Um, I cannot tell you how much we have enjoyed this musical ride uh, that we've been on. And we have nothing but the fondest of memories of our time with the gentleman in Sky. And let yes. me just mention everybody's name. Yes. Solomon Roberts, Butch Sierra, Gerald Laybone, Tommy McConnell, uh, J uh, Larry Greenberg, Wayne Willis, and Vinnie DiPaolo. Those yes. the three. Those, the last three were our keyboard players that right. over the years. What a great group of individuals and musicians! Mm -hmm. And so we're just so grateful for the 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 talent that they had yes. and and the camaraderie that we had with yes. them. Yeah, we were family. It wasn't you know yeah. the girls and the band. We were family. All eight of us. We we. We fought together, laughed together, <laughs> you know, we cried together. <laughs> yeah, we, we were just family. Yes. Now, I did not know that, uh, you know, I, I, we played brass construction uh, 
regularly, uh, but I had no idea that you guys were singing background yeah. for Brass Construction also. Some of the songs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that's, as you mentioned, we met Randy Muller in, uh, at the Miss Black America New York State pageant. And I'm telling you, the relationship literally, like, I think the following week, um, he was already uh, bringing us down into the basement uh, at Solomon's, right? Were we going to Solomon's no. yet? No. No, no. no. We, 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 the, the hole in the, was it the hole in the ground or the hole? No, no, no. that was, that Mr. was Solomon's. That was Solomon's right. basement. That was the hole in the ground studios was right. Solomon's basement. But... When we first met Randy, so we thought Solomon was just a photographer because he was a good friend of Randy's. Right. But Solomon would always be around with the camera around his neck. So we never even knew Solomon was a musician. Yes. But we used we started working with Randy. They had a community center where they used to rehearse. But they also yes. had a basement too. Some one of the guys in brass construction Paris. 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 I knew it was why I could Paris. see that basement in my head. Yes. Yes. That's we why it's good. Three sisters, because somebody remembers something, okay? So, yeah, so we would rehearse either at Paris's or at the community yes. center. Mm -hmm. And Randy, early on, um, saw, just saw our raw talent. And so we we had we were the opening act for yes. Brass Construction. For a very long time. And then when Randy started producing other groups, Raphael Cameron, Mark Redis, mm -hmm. and Charles Erland, right. he used us for the background yes. vocals for all of their, yeah, uh, their, of their, their songs, a lot of their material that he was producing. Okay, yeah. so now things changed in 1976. That's when the band Sky was formed. Yes. Yes, so that's when he introduced, the, well, he reintroduced hey, us to Saul. Well, so, so Brass Construction got their record deal with Capitol right. Records. And there were nine of them, sometimes 10. So that was a rather unwieldy number of people, you know, yes. to now hit the road. And then the style of their music didn't Which exactly did support vocalists yes. being along. So he introduced us to Solomon, and that's when we got together and formed Scott. Scott. And I'm telling you, who would have known that the, the result would be nine albums? <laughs> Later. Yeah, yeah. And, and a gold single, gold, gold album. Gold yeah. album. It, it was just um, a thing that I guess was just supposed to happen, you know? Yeah. Well, okay. So now, how did life change for you, though, when Call Me became such a big hit? I'm going to tell you. In life, I mean, we were, you know, rehearsing and whatever, and then we get this call saying they want you in California on Soul Train, and this had to be maybe about three weeks or so after Call Me came out, mm -hmm. and they said it's gold. And I couldn't... Really? Yeah. It was just three, within three weeks... The uh, the album was so hot that Soul Train called us, us and said, we want you guys on the show. And then that's when I think the penny dropped that what? this thing is about to take off like a rocket ship. And, and so we, we had to hurry up and pull some choreography together. Before, we hadn't even gotten that right. far. Um, and then once it hit Soul Train, that was... That was it. Then we get that the song took the, off, and we got the call for the tour. For the tour with, with Cool and the Gang. Wow. But now, um, 
Call Me was sort of a, a liberation. It was sort of a liberation song for for. Don't you for, say it. <laughs> sort of a liberation liber, <laughs> liberation Bonnie is song. Bonnie so sensitive to that. Really. Bonnie regrets that we that we said those words, but. <laughs> well, I'm not going to say it, but tell me what the but response was like. So, okay. so you know what? It's funny, Diki. It wasn't until Randy we did the the when we did the um no no when we did the unsung that Randy <laughs> let it be known that the reason why he came up with that song is because Ken Carey said, "Come on, you guys are much too sweet, much too right. clean. You know, your your persona is 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 like these squeaky clean good people." Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and find something, you know. So he said he took the concept from the soap operas, and he said this is where he came up with the idea, you know, to have the the girlfriend talking to the boyfriend of the friend of the friend. But I, oh, okay, then all right, okay, yes. But I still say to this day, I, I, we've had no one come up to us and be angry about, about the song. You know, you would think women would be like, why did you say such a thing? But no, everybody really kind of understands and gets that it's kind of be, you know, it's kind of supposed to be fun, it's supposed to be tongue in cheek, and you don't necessarily have to be so serious about, you know, what yeah. it's what it's talking about. But everybody loves that song. And I'm telling you, that thing went to number one so fast. Yeah, um, gold album, gold single. We never worked so hard. I mean, really? That 13 months on the road with Cool in the Gang. And, you know, sometimes we'd be with other, you know, groups or whatever. But our main tour was with uh, Cool in the Gang. And it was the highlight of our existence. <laughs> our, <laughs> I, missed Absolutely. I missed the first part of it. Absolutely. But once I jumped in, mm-hmm. it was like whirlwind. And because she, she, when we recorded the video, video. for uh, uh, Call Me, yes. Dolores was pregnant. And, and oh. she knew she hadn't quite recorded no, so the rest of it. I had had a conversation with my doctor because there were some issues. And she said, well, you can go. But you can't dance. But you can't dance. Well, You'll have to sit on the stool. I said, but that makes no sense. (laughs) Like, so how am I, you know, I'm already in the video. How am I going to go all the way to California? She said, well, I'm just telling you, you can go, but you you can't dance. And I was like, oh, fool. So what'd you do? That was, so she, so we got it afterwards. After we got a person to uh, to cover for Dolores, uh, Dorothy Bragg. And um, she was there basically for most of the like the TV shows and for yes. the first part of the tours. And then, um, and then once Dolores had that lovely Anissa, who is now the biggest, she's our she's our hair person. Now. Who's now thirty? Oh, great, okay. Oh, <laughs> she says she says she's thirty, right? She's now she's thirty nine. Right. Um, but yeah. So and then Dolores rejoined us and, and you know, we finished off that tour. They finished off that tour. Boy, yes. And it was the. I mean, it really showed us what the road really was about. Mm-hmm. We we were so fortunate to be on the road with nothing but pure gentlemen, professionally and personally. And we always say we cannot thank Cool and the Gang enough for 
allowing us to open for them and just to be the people that they were yes. to us on the road. Yeah. They were really hot back then. Yes. I mean, really, really hot back then. Uh, yes. So so you couldn't have had a better tour no. uh, to, to go. Uh, Robert uh, Bell was on the show. Koo was on the show uh, a few uh, months back. He, I listened he, to it. He was talking about that champagne. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's give a plug for Le Cool Champagne. Le Cool. I'm going right out to get some right now. Right. <laughs> you know, sometimes I often wonder, you know, with all the different, you know, interviews and whatever that we do, I don't think they realize that with every interview we do, we would always talk about them. Talk about yeah. them. That's that's fantastic. That that shows your gratitude. That shows your gratitude. Yes. So, so ladies, uh, we're winding down for this last for our last segment is going to be coming up shortly. But uh, I want to take this time to remind everyone that we're listening to the ladies of Sky. If you just joined us, and uh, we've got uh, another uh, little segment uh, to reveal some more information about their life, loves, and career. But I just want to say hi to my listeners in Harlem, my brothers and sisters around the country, and those in other countries uh, around the world, and. Uh, I also, did, wait a minute, did I repeat myself? Did I say countries yeah, twice? Yeah, no? Yeah. Oh, okay, good, good. I thought, I, good, I thought I was repeating myself there for a moment. No, uh, sir, you perfect. Okay. Well, Harlem, America is a community, it's a destination, and a state of mind. And, and people, you know, they love being here, they love visiting here in Harlem, and uh, we enjoy having folks uh, enjoy our rich culture. So with on that note, uh, and I thought I repeated myself, but the ladies say I didn't. We'll be right back with more of the Ladies of Sky on What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. Uh, that's me, by the way. <laughs> yeah. The home of Glasso Smart Water is Harlem America. Have you ever thought about hosting your own radio podcast to establish fame, fortune, and followers for your small business? People listen to them, they subscribe to them, and they love them. As a small black business owner, doesn't that sound like something that you'd like to be a part of? Well, you can when you hire the radio podcast pros at Harlem America Digital Network. Imagine, you'll have a team of creative and technical professionals at your disposal and a one-hour weekly radio podcast to spread the word about your business, making your business successful with its own media is not for the faint at heart, but it can happen with a Harlem America radio podcast talk show. Get a free consultation by emailing gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com or call D. Daniels at 480-553-5741 today. You're listening to Harlem America. I love it a lot. For entertainment. Check it out, check it out. Empowerment and health and wellness. Harlem America. You're listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. To reach our show live today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Also, you can send an email to gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com. Now, back to the show. We're here with the ladies of Sky, and so, you know, that was, your story so far has been wonderful. 
But all of a sudden, the music stopped. The music stopped. What happened? What? Tell us. Wow. Well, I'll tell you what. Well, I think that. What, yeah, yeah. What happened was the nature of music and the style and genre of music started to change. Um, uh, we left the funk band era uh, and started to move into um, more uh, sampling of music as yes. done a la, you know, the hip hop community. Um, musicianship, I believe, was, was no longer at the forefront. Um, it was, I think, more uh, economically feasible for record yes. companies to support uh, uh, hip hop artists because it was less like there were eight of us. There were nine in brass construction. Look at the Commodores. You know, look at any of those acts Not back then. Right. They were larger bands. And then the style of music changed. So the 90s uh, brought in the more slick, sly, New Jack swing type of uh, mm -hmm. sound. And the, the, I believe record companies just decided that they weren't going to support the type of music that, you know, we were, on, right, that we were doing. Wow. And we also noticed that in the, there were rumblings in the back. They were trying to change, I believe, our sound and our style. And they yeah. were bringing in other producers. Um, if you look at our last, last album, we had other, we had other producers, which writers. some of that stuff I thought was really good. Sky's the Limit in particular yeah. was a really and great song. And yeah, yeah, there was a lot of good but, music. But I don't know that we were reaching the, the usual core audiences that we, you know, used to um, um, interest prior to that. So um, the next thing we knew, we no longer had a record deal. Yeah. And um, I guess Solomon and Randy, after so many years, you know, decided that uh, that was the, how should we say, the sunset yes. of, of Sky. And it was a bit of a shock to us yeah. because we'd got been at South Never saw it coming. Never saw it coming. Never saw it coming. But we, there was always this, you know, what, we're, we're going to get another record deal. Yes, when, yes. When, we, when Sal sold Demise, um, we got the deal with Capital. That came and went. Yeah. But then when we got with Atlantic, we were really yeah. like, this yeah. is yeah. going to be great, yeah. you know. It was a lot um, going on. But, but then a younger set of, not just the hip-hop, a younger set of artists started to, you know, emerge, emerge. Yeah. With next generation. more the next generation with more, and I'm just going to use popcorn for lack of a better word, a pop more electronic stuff. Sad, you know, not, and so not just the band. Like Nishi said, the musicianship came because we were kind of in shock when we did um, the uh, last um, uh, album on Atlantic. That we were going in the studio and the guys were in the music. Yeah, they, using the, they were using mostly instrument, you know, right. instruments, and keyboards to create bass sounds and all of this kind right. of stuff. So it was kind of moving the real musicians mm -hmm. out of the out picture. Of so, you know, hey, it, it, it sort of happened. We thought that we were going to come back, but that didn't happen. Right. And we continue with our day jobs. Thank heavens for the day job, folks. Um, oh, okay, now what type of day jobs do you each have? Oh, so I've been a legal secretary uh, since I graduated high school. And um, excuse it, me. Is that where you met Austin? I met Austin at, uh, yes, I met Austin at a law firm, actually, um, when we were just about to record the 
uh, last album, the Nearer to You album, is when I met my husband. Yes, yes, at a law firm. Dolores worked for a law firm. Bonnie works for a law firm. Prior to that, I worked at the hospital. I worked at Beth Israel Medical Center. Oh, really? It's funny because at one point, all three of us worked in the same same office. Yeah. For different companies, it was really weird. And sat like a couple of desks from each other. And people said, how can you imagine that place? Can you imagine? People said, how in the world do y'all get any work done? And we did. We, did. we, we, did. Were, we were good at what we did. But, like, but that was a different era of yeah. time. See, right. they had the thing called the temp agency back then. Right, right. So as long as you had the skills, we would be on the bus we sometimes all coming time. back. From, from a tour and we'd call and say, you know, I'm back. Can I get a, can I get a job for Monday? And they would be like, we got you, Denise. We got you, Dolores. We got you, Bonnie, because we were really good at what right. we did. And the only time we didn't go to work like that was when we were on the Cool and Gang tour yeah, because we didn't have time. We didn't, right. You know what I'm saying? We didn't year, but coming home for a month or two. Right. We were coming mm-hmm. A weekend and then you know maybe going back. So out. we were very fortunate oh, when we came up that last tour. We when or when when ninety six came, right? We were all I was temping. So then I said, well, I went into the HR and said, okay, so I'll be here for a while, right? And they said the same thing. Yeah. yeah, I was temping, and then I went then and the, where I was temping at, I became uh, full time and permanent, and then turned around and started working with Denise. In her law firm, that's how I met Boston. I was working um, for United Jewish Appeal at one time, and that's where I met Terry Rossi, because she was my supervisor at the Ah, time. And then um, right after one of our other albums, and she said, I'm out. That's when she started working for Billboard. And then she introduced me to Joe Jocko. So I was working for his marketing firm for a minute. So I was yeah. So we you know we 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 had, had, that's what we did. So after, like right. when we just right. started, started working, and became regular people. Just became regular regular people. Okay. So so whose idea was it to reemerge as the ladies of Sky? Austin. Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, wait a minute. Okay, so so now one, two, three. Austin. Oh, okay, so that was before Austin became your manager. No, well, interestingly, it was her husband that she was, he was husband. Well, right, he was husband, but Austin, um, because he comes from the hip hop era, you right. know, so he's got that music and he's a DJ. He's got right. that music right. in his blood. And he always had this real great depth of appreciation for Sky's music. He kept, he, he would remind me almost ad nauseum that <laughs> our music was hip hop. He right. says, you don't understand. Your music touched the lives of his generation. So I'm talking about the 50s. Well, he's in his 50s now. Right. The, 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 the 90s people right. were touched by our music in great depth because they used to mix we don't need no music a lot of our mm-hmm. stuff was was you know major for them so he but he knew that we still could sing he knew that we still loved the business he and we loved still performing. and so he was just like you know what and thank goodness he went to randy and to solomon and, and he got, got those masks and that's how we started becoming ladies of sky. And we didn't think much of it at the time. At the time. You but know, we were doing started, little local things yeah, here, local and there, things here and there. But he's he's the king of the phones. And um, 
put us out there to the point that we've been to Nigeria, we've been to France. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ladies of Sky has become a thing, you know? Wow. Okay, so now, ladies, I'm going to ask you individually this question. Okay. And I want the absolute truth. Yes, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm going to start. <laughs> and I'm going to start with Bonnie. Bonnie. Okay. What have you given up or sacrificed for your success? Nothing. Good answer. Okay. All right. Nothing. Nothing. Okay. All right. Not a thing. Denise, what have you given up or sacrificed for your success? I can say honestly that we have given up nothing for our success because we've always stayed grounded. See, a lot of people become somebody else or something else when they become successful. And so they leave a lot of maybe important things behind. But the way our mother raised us to be humble and to always understand that anything that's coming to you is a blessing and that you shouldn't take that for granted. So what do I have to really give up? I mean, there, there is nothing to give up because I was able to live and be myself throughout this entire thing. I did not have to become somebody else or something else in order to enjoy this career and, and, and the success that we've, uh, that we've enjoyed. And Dolores, uh, do you agree? Uh... Absolutely. I mean, I, there was times when I felt really crazed because I was home and I would see them on American Bandstand and shows that I always wanted to go on. But the reward of having my daughter at a time when I knew things were going to be really, really moving and making sure that she was going to be okay, it balanced out. Because at the end of the day, when I went back on the road, nothing stopped. My, my, my husband at the time and his family and my family took care of Anissa. So I didn't have to worry about anything going on. As Denise said, our mother taught us how to balance things out. So giving up, give up what? And even for Bonnie, you know, right. my, our mom, we were just very fortunate. Our, right. our mom being very supportive. And, and so even for Bonnie's son, you know, did, right. did she give up her relationship with her son? No, because he was in the care of our mom. And so we, he got we, raised just like we, just like like they we would did. come to shows. And yes. then yes. they would bring because he had to go and stay with them because I'm on the road. You know, if we were anywhere in the South Carolina, down South area, my mother, they, they would pack them up. They would come when I had opportunities, where I had a break. Either he was up here or I was down there. Yes. So there was really nothing, like Denise said, that you had to give yeah. up. You don't give up of yourself. That was, like Denise yeah. said, that was the main thing. You don't turn into somebody else. We didn't turn into somebody else because of our success. Yeah. We just, we're still the same, still the same people. We're still, you know, I tell, people, <laughs> I tell people that we were, we're like three little girls in a tub. You know, when, when we were little, mom used to put us all in the bathtub together. 
Well, we don't do that quite now. <laughs> not a bit tough big enough. The mentality of it. But, but you know, what that, what that sort of um, belies is the three of us are always together. Right. We looked out for one another. We look out for one another's families. families. And we look out for one another's good uh, well-being. And well-being. Right. And, yes. and yes. our sanity. Right. So, yes. nothing. So, all right, so now, um, as we wind down, give me a little funny story that you guys can remember having uh, been on the road. On the road? Uh, yes. Oh, I have a real funny one. Go ahead. Dolores and I talk about this all the time. So, we were in Germany. In the <laughs> See? <laughs> that is That's hysterical. We're in Germany in the airport, right? And so we're going to, you know, <laughs> and Ron said, Ron said, Ron to go in the bathroom because we got to get the, you know, next the bags or whatever we had. The bags or whatever we had to get, right? So we go in the bathroom, right? So me and Dolores is in the bathroom. I hear her come out, but, and I'm in there with the, trying, to trying to get out of the bathroom. And so, and they said, Dolores said, well, come on. I said, I can't get out of the stall. So the next thing I knew, I, she says, here, get me. I see you her. me over. Denise. Denise. I'm looking at us like we are more than And she's in there trying to get me out oh, of the bathroom so stall. And Ronald is knocking on the bathroom door. Girl, 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 girl. <laughs> well, we got some serious maintenance going on in here. Oh, gee. Well, ladies, uh, this has been wonderful. We've got about uh, 90 seconds, uh, but I, I want to thank you, and I, I wanna also want to thank Austin for making this possible. And, uh, you know, this has been a great reunion of sorts for us. And yes, uh, yes. I wish you I, I wish you great on upcoming projects. Anything real quickly? We got about uh, 30 uh, seconds. Yes, we have a song that's going to be released in June. It's on uh, the AP Connections album, Wide Vision. Austin and I got to co-write on it. Ladies of Sky doing the vocals on it. Yeah. And we've got a couple of other songs that we're working on. So we're hoping by mid-July, you might be able to hear uh, some new Ladies of Sky stuff. Well, thank you very, very much. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming to Harlem America and uh, listening to the What's Hot Harlem America show with G. Keith Alexander. And I just want to say, have a great day and a better one tomorrow. And don't judge your brother or sister too harshly until you've walked a mile in his or her shoes. And remember, life is tough, but you're tougher, especially during COVID. I'll talk to you next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. We'll be back next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. in New York on the Voice America Variety Channel and the Harlem America Digital Network. Thank you for listening.